Welcome to the Gift of Gaming podcast. You ever wish you could play some games for the first time all over again? Boy, howdy do we! And that's this week's episode on the Gift of Gaming podcast. All right, it's me, your host, Darren Wade, as per is the usual. And today, to talk about games that we wish were wiped from our mind, only to play them again, I'm joined by Craig, the critical Nolan. Craig. How you doing, Darren? Andy, great to have you on. Uh, and, and thank you for introducing <laughs> great to my have you <laughs> <laughs> and I'm straight on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig's taking creative control, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Slip of the tongue, sorry. <laughs> also, my other guest is my, 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 my dear brother, Andrew Wade. Andrew, how are you keeping? Good, good. Glad I still haven't been evicted from this chat. No, no, you're doing okay. But like, you know, just watch your step. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you said dear brother. He can go no wrong. I would never say that if Colin was in front of me. (laughs) Well, you know, that's just, we're just different like that, Craig. That's how we roll. I'm a kinder, more loving person. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) So, uh, Craig, you just managed to come up here in what was the craziest thunderstorm I've experienced in Ireland in a long time. I don't think I've ever heard lightning go on just endlessly without stopping. Yeah. Like, like just the noise was just usually it's like a bang and then you wait and you're counting to hear when the next bang is going to be but it was just constant rumbling for 20 minutes straight the entire walk was thunder and lightning like were you, you scared know? a little bit but then yeah. i was just like come on like if someone's gonna be hit by lightning a it'd be on the news and b like yes sure i have this tiny little piece of metal in my umbrella but there's metal shit everywhere you know <laughs> you have like, to surely you have to try like, really hard the odds must be <laughs> billions to one and yet i had a little bit of fear <laughs> like i'm saying it to myself the odds are billion trillions to one and then anytime it buzzed, off. I got you were, you were putting your umbrella down like i don't want it any part of this. just in case i had to go up i was i was a bit worried while we were waiting for you to arrive i was like oh crap the cat's up in that in the apartment and has never experienced a thunderstorm before and i was like slowly opening the door to check to see if the inha- like the entire apartment was trashed like when a cat was just going mental he just sauntered in from the balcony being like yeah, hey bro how you doing <laughs> yeah, like yeah. okay so you're fine then <laughs> he's used to us all just jumping at him and making loud noises so we've trained your cat well yeah mm. thank you for helping him adapt to <laughs> big thunderstorms i appreciate it but uh what have you guys been playing of late Anything different? Same old, same old? No, I've a bit late to the game on this one, but I've actually started playing Chivalry 2, which is hilarious fun. Late to the game is in... Uh, it's, it's been, out, a long been time. out for a while. It just, got really, it just got launched there on PlayStation a while back, but it's on the one of the three free games for the month. Ooh, what were the other two? Uh, terrible, ha- from what I remember. Uh, oh. One was Grid, and the other was... Grid's that racing game, isn't it? It's like a downhill mountain biking... Ah, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Boo, 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 PlayStation, <laughs> boo. But no, Chivalry is really good. It's like 32v32 medieval warfare. It's like Call of Duty with swords and all melee combat. What's, like, wasn't there another one like that that was called like For Honor? For Honor was like that. For Honor was kind of like 4v4. Okay. So that was like, you'd have a lot of uh, NPCs, uh, characters running around, or um, AI basically driven characters, and you just like mow your way through them. But then you come across the obviously player characters were big, bigger and chunkier kind of thing mm-hmm. but this is just players and it's just literally gritty hand like get your hands dirty melee combat or unless you're an archer but they get murdered pretty quickly nice okay nice multiplayer game craig how about you um i was doing the stardew 1.5 update i finally got to it after like 100 hours of playing but i had finally unlocked the ginger island thing but then it's it's very much an end game type of scenario because I rushed to get there, but mm-hmm. like I'm going into this like volcano now trying to get to the top and all the enemies are just like almost one-shotting me instantly. And I'm like, okay, clearly I'm not really supposed to be here. 
So it's just taking a long so time what? to slog through and get everything. Yeah, because I got to the bottom of the mines and I got some pretty good weapons and armors and things like that. But like, where do you go to improve on that? See, I don't know. And I don't think there is because Chris told me that the best weapon in the game is the Galaxy Sword. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get that. But when I finally got it, it turns out it's only every bit as good as the Lava Sword that I had. The stats are identical, except this sword is faster. But whenever I'm going through the mines, my biggest gripe is always the enemies that like fly at you yeah. and then you yeah. hit them away and then they kind of like, you know, do a little circle, do a little circle and then attack you again. So you're standing there for ages, wasting, just your, wait, time. wasting <laughs> your time, waiting for them to get to you. Yeah. But this weapon is so fast, but does so little damage that I can only get one hit off before they're blasted away. Yeah. So when these rooms of zombies and whatever, ghosts flying at you, dragon things, I can hit them once and then I have to wait. And hit them like six, seven more times. Like if, it's literally like sixty seconds every time. And if I'm like, it helps, I had the same issue when I did it the first time. But I've got the I had the Galaxy Sword, and then just on the slot next to it, I actually had uh, the Master Slingshot and a rake load of stones, and just hit them, and then just start firing rake loads of stones at them. See, I've never once used the slingshot. I've never used the slingshot <laughs> in that ever. game either. I, I used it one time, and I could put, like, stones through it, but after, like, 10 seconds, I just ran out of stones. So that's know? the funny... So here's the funny thing. I've been playing games for years. For years, right? So you think that, like, you know, I you look at the menu, and it's like, oh, master slingshot. Oh, the ammunition is stones. Well, I've got loads of stone. I'll just equip the stone to the slingshot so I can no. use it. I could not <laughs> figure out how to do that. Still didn't. So no. I was like, well, fuck this no, thing. It, it took me <laughs> hours to figure out how to put bait on my rod first yeah. the game doesn't tell you that you need the upgraded rod to have bait else. yeah like it doesn't tell you that ever <laughs> but it has, so. got, it has got the little faded out symbol with the hook on the first i know but, but you'll only no see that if you get the new rod you know yeah there's no way to distinguish then what is hook bait is it bait hook what yeah, so the fiberglass rod i think is the the newest mm. one but on that you can add like a little attachment with, with hooks and stuff like that yeah. which i still haven't done because mm -hmm. i don't fish enough but no i'm it's really starting to slow down for me like i just started the dlc but i'm just real like no the they really want it to be end game, like a slog did to you, do anything. Did you gas yourself, like in terms of? I think I have, yeah. you know, uh, which, <laughs> which is a shame because I hadn't yet quite proposed to my gal, you know. Yeah. Oh so, no, who'd you go for in the end? Abigail, always. Abigail, uh, yeah. nice. Yeah, fine <laughs> choice. She's fine the choice. coolest, you know. She's the. Uh, she's the one that with the. Oh no, Abigail's the um, purple hair. Purple yeah, hair. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, very nice, very nice. Yeah. I'm currently playing uh, Advanced Wars Reboot Camp One and Two. And I finished one, and I'm just currently going through and 100%ing it, and I'm having the best time. Just be careful you don't burn yourself out, Darren, because that's what my worry was. Yeah, and yeah. I can feel, well, I've cleared Advance Wars 2 like yeah. several times to the point where even when I'm playing the maps, I remember my exact moves. Nice. Well, that's not a good thing because I'm, 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 I'm doing the exact same thing. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I know I've been here that before. this is the most optimal move. So at this point I think for me, the last time I played it was, was literally on my... And I had a Game Boy Advance SP. Never played um, Advance Wars on my, game, um, on my SP. It was always on the, the original Game Boy Advance. Mm. Um, that's how long ago I... It's been since I played that game. No, granted, I played it to death back mm. then in that there's some levels that crop up and I'm like, oh... I remember this one from 13 fucking years ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, having a blast with that. So I'm 100% in one before I go on to two because I know two kind of just plays a bit better. It's got a bit more bits and pieces in it. Not a huge amount. But it does, just, but the yeah. levels, because they're so big, like sometimes like I start a level, see how massive it is and go, I don't have two hours to spend on this yeah. right now. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But it saves, like, it's no nice because it saves your, it saves, I can't remember if the other one did that one, but you can save anytime you want. The moment you quit out of a map, it automatically saves your... You could save as your original as well. What okay. you couldn't do was turn off the animations and speed up the game. Uh, you yeah. couldn't do that, but you could definitely uh, save, save like suspend again. your your mission. So that's me. But guys, we can't talk about Advance Wars and Stardew Valley today because <laughs> we're talking about our minds being wiped. And if we could wipe <laughs> our minds for a single or a couple of games... 
uh, and experience them again for the first time, what games would they be? And I'm just going to kick it off here myself. Going to get this one off the table because everyone expects it. Everyone knows it's coming. <laughs> uh, but for me, this one has, in terms of, uh, I was at an age where I think I was the most in love with video games. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm still in love with video games now. Love playing them. But you know when you're, you're just that, you know, you're 12, you're 13, you're playing video games with your mates all the time. Everybody just has nothing but time for video games. Mm-hmm. So there I am, 12 years old, getting Kingdom Hearts 1. <laughs> <laughs> And if I could wipe my mind and play that game for the first time again, you didn't expect it. Sure, you didn't. You didn't expect no, me to never say that. Kingdom Hearts answer. Like, it's like your answer every single episode for every situation yeah, is yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm sorry. I'm What's your favorite racing game? Are you, though, are, are you sorry? <laughs> there is a racing game in the Birth by Sleep version. Like play that. You know? No, but uh, so the reason I I say that in, in terms of being that age and having game magazines and it's all it was the, the build-up to it you know I ha- it's been so rare that i've had such a build-up to yeah. to a game like, like like i had to kingdom hearts one where graham showed me yeah. andrew she showed me a magazine um like just game magazine and then there was a picture of like kingdom hearts this up-and-coming game it's like the crossover between disney and squaresoft i think it was still squaresoft at the time then could be wrong but i was like the fuck is this <laughs> like as a young kid loves disney but like watched you and graham play through all the final fantasies and probably played final fantasy 8 by that stage mm. you know myself and looking at these screenshots of like squall in there and goofy and donald and although people think it's mad one of my favorite weapons of all time is the keyblade i love how that thing looks I know it's a thing. It just like, wouldn't hurt, you know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it would, it would like, probably sting well, a little, but it's, it's, it's not. It's metal. Massive, it's completely blunt. Like. To be fair, it's like, well, I mean, a, a hammer is completely blunt as well. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, have to but be sharp. You yeah. don't slash with a like. Yeah. He's swiping and slashing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like this wouldn't kill you. No, it wouldn't. But it was such an interesting. So that's what I mean because I had no idea what the game was about when it came into this this magazine, you know. And I was like, what is like? Why has that kid got a giant key? Like, what? What is this game? <laughs> and then I got in and, and I played it. And I got some. Let me just. I've got some like pointer notes here that I wanted to get into real quickly. <laughs> but yeah. question while you're looking that up. Yeah. Though, did you know about Kingdom Hearts before it came out? Oh, in terms of like in like in the months leading up to it, yeah. Oh yeah. wow, because like I had no idea. Like it was just one of those games because it was so under the radar, and Disney were awful at video games back then. Yeah. So th- this is entirely Square's, you know, achievement. Yeah, so think yeah. Disney stage. couldn't do shit back no. then. And, like, I, and, you know? and you can you can sense that in 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 its delivery. It's the it's the kind of thing where Kingdom Hearts One, when it arrived, was definitely had that. Kind of, now again, like a, a kind of more of a colorful. Final Fantasy RPG style mm. kind of game, but mm. yeah, it had it had Square written all over it. But it's it's in terms of again, like I've, I just look at my notes here. Yes, <laughs> Final Fantasy mixed with Disney. Love that the Keyblade, amazing. But of course, I have to mention my all time favorite video game character is in this game as well, Sora. But like he was my age in that game. You know, like he's, he's 12, 13, whatever he's doing. 14. 14. So he's kind of he's <laughs> in around the same age as me when I'm playing through that game. And it was that thing of like, you know that. But that thing of growth, you know, me and Sora growing together and understanding the the world that was going on. I was like, I love this kid. He's like super optimistic. He's lost like the girl he kind of has the hots for and his best mate, who I think also has the hots for the same girl. So it's a real (laughs) awkward triangle. Um, But it like it appealed to every part of teenage Darren at that point in time. And I remember like, you know, every new world was amazing because it was that thing where the, the world map was blacked out mm-hmm. so not until you finished the world did you see what next what the Disney next world yeah. was going to be which and, was pretty exciting yeah. yeah and i remember like not expecting because andrew as you'll know our family is a massive fan uh, fan of uh, nightmare before christmas oh yeah 
which is a really obscure kind of Disney entry into the first Kingdom Hearts at the very least because mm. it's very it's like, shocking that it was yeah. in the first one because yeah. all the other worlds are pure Disney you've yeah. got like you know uh, like the, the most cartoonish out of all of them you know yeah. you have like Hercules the Lion King Little Aladdin Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast like they're the core good ones to yeah. have weird kind of colorful characters in them and stuff like yeah. that you know and it was just so you know I remember seeing like seeing that world opening up and be like holy cr-, like the, like Jack Skellington and Sally <laughs> and all like and, and the cool thing was like, you know your characters would change how they look every time they're going into these these worlds and I was like how is Sora and Co gonna look when they go to like ooh Halloween town I'm so excited about this but that part was amazing and I think you know like the end what, have I, what else have I got oh the music we talked about mm. this the other day Craig actually Kingdom Hearts has some absolutely banging tunes mm-hmm. we play it on smash of course like we do hollow bastions level and there's some just amazing tunes in even the, the remastered disney tunes particularly halloween town like i can hear it in my head yeah. as the second this, you spoke it's just so good like you know and and then i think you know the the ending of the game as well as a at that age was just something i loved this idea that you know you find Kyrie. Spoilers out there, but you know, for anyone who hasn't played Kingdom Hearts One, but you find Kyrie after all this kind of stuff and realize like her heart isn't um, strong enough. And then Sora sacrifices himself with like the dark key blade, becomes a heartless. I was like, what? I'm fucking playing as a heartless now. This thing's crazy, you know. Donald and Goofy like leave you, you know, for the for the true keyblade master ends up being your mate. But then they come around because they know Riku's evil as fuck. Like you know, so you don't want to go down that road. But the whole thing of like the end of that game where you you you, you beat it and you're trying to save Kyrie and y- y- you know she's safe but all the worlds are co- you know they're going they're separating again back to the way they should have been mm. and Cor- Kyrie's on Destiny Island and Sora has to let her go because he's like I've saved her but I gotta go rescue Riku because he's still trapped you know within darkness and the end of that game was like where he lets go of Kyrie to go save his mate and you know it's this cool thing where he has to close the door to light you know or cl- close the door to darkness and him and donald and goofy are on one side and, and riku's on the other and he's like you know i we have to close it from this side i i can't get out like i can't go home with you and then you see mickey mouse enter the fray for the very first time with the mm-hmm. inverted color of the keyblade <laughs> which was also uh, pretty crazy but that last scene where the door closes and riku's like take care of her for me and i'm like oh Oh, 13-year-old me is feeling pretty <laughs> sad right about now, you know? But it's that thing where I've gone back and I've played Kingdom Hearts 1 a couple of times since, and I've never felt the same way as that first time, experiencing each Disney world for the first time, seeing what your characters are going to look like, what, you know, what Final Fantasy characters are going to be in it. Like that moment you see Cloud first enter, you know, the Colosseum and the Hercules world, and then you, you finish all the tournaments, and there's this, like, bonus platinum match, and I'm like, oh, and I'll never forget, me and Graham were sitting down on the chairs watching the TV, and I was like, oh, I've unlocked this platinum match, I'll go into it. You run into the arena, and there's this big, you know, purple orb, like, in the sky, and it dissipates, and all you hear is, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I'm like, no way did they put Sephiroth as a battle in this game, and it's the toughest fucking fight ever, but... It's, if I could wipe my mind and play through Kingdom Hearts again for the first time, I would do it in a heartbeat. I, I would also like to put in the fact, watching you doing that as well, that Sephiroth fight, I, I think you were like level 30-something, and you spent an inordinate amount of time trying Kev's, to beat him. Kev's not going to like this one, <laughs> Kev Brennan, if he's listening, but uh, me and Graham kept doing that fight over and over again, and I managed to beat Sephiroth kind of level, I think, 53, 54 at the time. Really tough battle, really close, mm. but you know... 
we changed all our tactics, figured a way mm-hmm. to beat him and beat him. And uh, Kev had always said to me, he was like, and I tell him, oh, Kev, I beat Sephiroth. He's like, how the hell did you do that? Like, would you mind like having to go on my file? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. So go down to Kev's house, he loads up his file for Kingdom Hearts. All his characters are on level 100. Oh, like really? <laughs> maxed, maxed out, right? So I changed a, f- a few like techniques and a few abilities. And it was quite like, it was actually quite disappointing. Like I whooped Sephiroth, yeah. which made me feel quite dirty. Like, but I you're not like, supposed <laughs> to be that strong. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> But that was quite cool that I was like, Kev, you're so, you're so pathetic at this game. Look what I just did, you know, first time almost, you know. But uh, yeah, that game has so much magic for me, like such a lasting effect on me since. And I pray Kingdom Hearts 4 will be a decent game with lots more Final Fantasy characters. Mm. We can only live in hope. That would there be great. Go. Yeah, mm. nice. So yeah, wipe my mind, let me play Kingdom Hearts again. What about who, which, which, which one of you guys would like to go first? Let's go for it, because I have very few, so... Well, I've, I've got quite a few, so at least that way, like, if you choose one of the ones I've already picked, I can use backups. Oh, well, that's so. fine, but, like, like I have just one big one that I'm going to talk Ooh. about. Ooh! Because it's... Because I only had one answer when you, when you, when you asked me this, so I'll, I'll just probably talk at length about it, and I know it's not one of yours, so... Yes, yeah, actually, okay, yeah. Take it away, Andrew. You go, you go for it. Then we'll let Craig come in for his big one after. Then, um, all right. Well, I'm going to go with. Uh, oh, I you know you were talking about earlier, Craig, saying you know anything past five years you wouldn't take mm-hmm. on. So I think I should be safe saying this one. Then, FF7 original. Uh, the original FF7. The original FF7, not the remake. The the original mm-hmm. old school. Nice. Pixel just, uh, Final Fantasy VII was already platinum before I even found out about it. So to this day, it's the best twenty pounds I've ever spent in my <laughs> <Yeah>. life. Like, <laughs> and I say that constantly. I can't believe. I even remember taking out the twenty quid because I was playing it for the first time at a friend's house, and like he had no memory card, so we could only get so far. Oh, <laughs> oh he no, went all the way back. Again. And I remember just being like, "Dad, can you go into town and get me this game?" And I gave him the the fifty pounds, and he came back and was like, "Here's thirty back," and I could not believe it like you know i was just like i can't believe that this is the greatest game of all time and it only cost me 20 quid i was just like i wish i could just take out the roll of 20 quids and buy games of that quality forever yeah, forever yeah but no that was the one and best <laughs> sorry to no you're on. good no i think but yes yeah, so, like i grew up that game like that came out with, i think a, a friend of mine bought it um during secondary school and we kept going over back to his literally every day after school bounce it back and forth between us i was playing it through um but then he obviously couldn't contain himself he, he continued playing it one of the days afterwards so i got back and he was like well ahead like oh, i can't do this i need my own copy now i can't i can't miss out on this got it then and then i think we ended up playing it um geez i sank so much time into that game it's one of the few games i'm glad that it doesn't have a a, t- a timer it stops at 99 hours when you hit 99 hours in 99 and 59 minutes it stops counting oh, i'm nice. so glad for that because me looking back as a amount of time I put into that, but yeah, no, that that, that means game. they didn't expect anyone to go over. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, did I go over that? Because it's Paris. you know it's funny you uh, you and Graham had a file on God, I think it was like the black PlayStation One memory card, if I remember correctly. You had like the black one with the Tekken sticker, the Tekken sticker on it. With the black one, the Tekken sticker on it. We had the red one that had a Ridge Racer sticker on a phrase, yeah. and then a Pac Man, and then we had the see through one we had as well. Yeah. So we're putting files onto all of them at that stage. But I but remember like loading up sometimes your yours and Graham's like I don't know if the two years played it, but like the, the completed file, and I'd go off and do some fights, and there was nights of the round table and nice, all these nice type of things. Mm. And it wasn't until years later that when I played through the game myself, I was like, where the fuck is all this stuff? Like where the hell is night around tables? You know <laughs> where do they get this? But like it's amazing that you guys actually managed to. I mean, none of us beat any of the ultimate weapons at, at that time. But like the fact that you guys managed to play that game the way you did and get what you did when there was no internet. But that's the thing. I mean, we got so lucky trying to get nights at around because I remember getting. I think it was a game as a Games Master magazine. 
And at the time, they hadn't figured out how to get Knights of the Rounds. They just knew that it involved chocobos and breeding and all this kind of stuff. And they mm-hmm. said, like, if you get two yellow chocobos, it'll make a green one. And then if you look at your two yellow ones, make a blue one. Not realizing they had to, like, have A ranks or B ranks or S ranks, mm-hmm. male and female from different areas. It had to be good, bad, all this. Phenomenal amount of things to it. All this just basically to get Knights of the Rounds, which was just, you know, the... the it's un- it's the about end. 10 hours of work, like... Easily, yeah. Least, yeah. 10 yeah. hours of work when you know if what you're doing. If you know doing. what you're doing. Yeah. When yeah. you had no clue what you're doing, we spent days upon days one day but what about what about what is it about that game that we the would sto- love to have your mind completely the wiped story i i it's probably the first time i actually cried in a game for a very obvious scene that you know if you haven't played no i'm sorry i'm yet. sorry i'm gonna drop i'm just gonna drop the bomb here Aerith dies in it guys play the game if you haven't played yeah. it it's your own fault i like i playing that game it's it's so the first time i have it was so unexpected because like there's there's nothing to say you know like she's gone there to pray and you know try and get holy and you know stop Sephiroth and then she comes down and guts her with his sword and it's the first time I think I remember playing a game where a playable main character died just yeah. but it's annoying I never got the reaction because I did just never believed she was dead I was just like they would never do that <laughs> plus I have 50 phoenix downs in my like inventory yeah, so this fine. means yeah, nothing yeah. like yeah. they never like show me that like a stabbing like that meant actual death because yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought everyone was dead all the time like every yeah, yeah. time they knocked us out like no, my health is zero like, surely I'm dead but it's like, it's, it's like the music the, just as the, the holy material starts bouncing and it starts playing Aerith's scene as it bounces down that just got me right in the feels it's the, mm-hmm. the most special thing about that scene in that game is you like Sephiroth leaves and he drops you fight Genova like yeah. a, a form of Genova in that battle with that music with playing. that music with playing, that music yeah, playing. Just... like it just does that battle transition but it but never stops the music, music playing yeah. and I remember watching you you and Graham play that through that like the very first time I was like oh, oh. oh this is <laughs> oof what is, what is this I'm feeling like you know oh it was yeah. and yeah like, it's again like it has such a good story I had like the whole thing where now I didn't understand it until years later but Cloud not being Cloud being a clone of Seth that I lost all track of what happened in that well, well i mean that's kind of like because the original ff7 is kind of like a, a kingdom hearts in the sense that like you know they wrote a story and then they start filling holes with all sorts of hey, bullshit hey like, hey, <laughs> hey 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 and eventually it falls apart so, like, oh, the more you look into, the more you look in the cloud <laughs> and his, his whole upbringing the more the worse it gets so it's yeah. best to just think of cloud as just like a failed experiment and not look into it anymore no because don't, don't, don't it's that. not good yeah <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all all right nice Final fantasy 7 yeah. a fine no. choice and again like that it's just where you say with the graphics i mean they, whether they've held up or not but i mean the story for that game that's that's why i played again just the story for it was just incredible. well before before remake part one came out at least i was still playing ff7 on the switch and enjoying it like yeah. in terms of its design and its art style i'm still enjoying it immensely you know um chris had put me onto a couple of um like cool mods you could get to make it look more realistic mm. or whatever oh, i had zero interest in playing it on a laptop or pc like you know just sit down on your switch is the easiest thing in the world to play through a fantasy so, game. so yeah, yeah i did it in work like 10 years ago you know back in the glory days where we did absolutely nothing we just come in and like wait for potential work to come in and that was a game a time where People around me were like, oh, hey, I got a mod for Final Fantasy. You should check it out. And I was like, oh, my God, the next week is going to be great. <laughs> and Darren, you might remember as well, just finish off on that one, do it at the Equalizer that we yes. had for the PlayStation, where you could, I think we, I tried it once, and it was great. Like, you know, here's your, all your level 99 characters, all their level 4 limit breaks, all the best weapons, everything. And I think I played it for about five minutes and went, this is terrible. Well, it could just blast through the entire thing. And, like, but it was it's just, cool. Was no... like, Wait, sorry, what is this? So... 
there was a thing we had for the PlayStation One. It was called the Equalizer. Now it's basically a cheats cartridge that you plug in. Oh, the back okay. Of the, Sorry. Yeah, the when you said Equalizer, I had no idea what that meant. But uh, yeah, no, it basically just gave you everything you could ever want. All master materials of every kind. All the best weapons, but everything. But I thought it was cool just to, because, you know, Aerith dies in it, so I was like, I'm never going to, like, by this too, I'm not going to have her fucking ultimate limit break, yeah. you know? I'm not going to have that. So it was cool to and just see what they were. And those are in the game. Like, I, they, they put yeah. all those in, even no, though, I, like, there's no way you'll ever get to use them. Yeah. Like. Oh, no, no, it did. I went back and got it all Oh, it's still official. bullet entry, but I looked, I mean, I Well, you know how to unlock each limit I spent break, a lot right? of time on yeah. it. Yeah, like, it, it's just literally just fighting a million bad guys. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what Those little fire Using dudes. Using your limit break 10 times unlocks the level 3 limit break. The level yeah. 4 limit break is by, like, 200 enemies. Yeah. And then yeah. it goes back to using it 10, 20 And times. it's not... I don't think it's 200 enemies... Like in general, it's it's that character has to kill. Yes, that enemies. character. Yeah. They have to deliver. Plus, the all the enemies they killed before they got the upgraded limit break don't, don't count. Don't yeah. count. Yeah, yeah, it was hell. It was. I mean, I looked at it, been like, oh, this would be fun because I, you know, in Final Fantasy VIII, there's the, the the game breaking stuff you can do at the start with Squall and his his limit break. I was like, oh, I feel like doing this for for Aerith, and I looked it up, and I was like, this is not. Even yeah. even with the three by speed, yeah. this is not yeah. worth. I my got time. Seal Evil, and I thought it was a badass. I was like, "Oh my god, they got her level too. It uses silence. I will never use yeah, this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they weren't great. Like some of hers weren't great. Craig, what about you? Your mind's wiped. You get to play a game for the first time. What's your? Uh, so I had taught long and hard on this turn, and the reason I was like anything over in five years is because like my brain might like be damaged by all that trauma of like losing out on all those conversations I've had about that game over the years oh, yeah. and that all being gone, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> suddenly my life doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> He's, he, Craig's thought about this way more it's than I have. deep dive here. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly I just, be, I'd be talking to someone. I wouldn't even know their name because I was introduced to them by talking about Final Fantasy, yeah. you know, that type yeah. of shit. So I'm like, no, yeah. I dare not say that. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have met my girlfriend, you know, that type of shit. Like, <laughs> So for me, like, it has to be somewhat recent. Okay, okay. Uh, and what I must say, though, Darren, and I, I find it very lucky for me, maybe, is because that excitement you felt about Kingdom Hearts, I still feel that, like, every year with, with new games. Like, Final Fantasy Remake, Smash Brothers Ultimate, those gave me those... Like, I was counting down the days yeah. for both of those mm. games, and I was just like, man... I am still a kid. Like, you yeah, know? Yeah. The fact that I get this excited about these things, I love it. Like, yeah. And for those reasons, those would be the games I would go for. But Smash Brothers is not the type of game that you know, erasing my mind would solve because my skill level would drop drastically <laughs> and I can't have that, you know? So you I have to be like, able to destroy you, you guys. hundreds of hours worth of not hanging out yeah, as If that well, game was like, wiped, you know? like the whole series wiped, I don't know who I'd be today. Like, you know? <laughs> just a shell. I just crumpled to the floor. Too much was taken, you know? Like trying to donate some blood, but you yeah. just gave way too like much. Like 40% of your brain is gone. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, I need that to survive. Because all, all up here is just full of Nintendo, Smash trivia, Final Fantasy this, Final Fantasy that. So because of all that, the game I had to choose based on all the hype and the excitement I got for it is Persona 5. And wow, okay, the, the not main, what I expected. The main reason for any of this is because I didn't play Persona 1, 2, 3, or 4. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons why I love Persona 5 so much is because it's these guys clearly had learned so much from their previous games. And just like Smash Brothers Ultimate, which I think is a culmination of everything that came before, Persona 5 is very much a very complete, very cool game with so much going on because it's five games worth of content. Yeah. You know, they've mm -hmm. learned, they've implemented, they've adapted, they've changed. So you're getting a very, very polished game with loads and loads of unique ideas, so much so that I'd never seen before. So 
The first time I did the Persona 5, I was just like, okay, let's give this a shot. The reviews were pretty good. Oh my God, an anime opening. I love anime. This is pretty cool. And yeah. I was excited right from the get-go, you know? And then all of a sudden, you know, you're this kid. He doesn't talk very much, but his voice is pretty cool. So I'm yeah. like, I like this guy, you know? They're like and the semi-silent protagonist, yeah, you know? I had only recently watched Death Note, so I named him Light Yagami. And I was like, I'm going to play him like he's light. And he suits, he looks just like him. So that was another plus. Yeah. And then I think, you know... You go to this um, uh, this guy's house, Sojiro, and he's this cranky old man. But he's like, all right, you can live with me for a bit. And I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be a weird relationship, me and this old man. What's going to happen? Like, you know? And the next day, I'm off to school, and he's bitching and moaning at me. I'm like, hey, come on, Sojiro. Come on. We can figure this out. You know? Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm hassling him. Like, I was very much living the character. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And then you're just, you meet a couple of kids and it's just like, okay, who are these two? I mean, they seem kind of interesting. I saw one of them in that opening cutscene. That's kind of cool. And then all of a sudden you get transported to another world and I'm just like, I have no idea what's going to happen from here because I knew nothing. You yeah. know? So as soon as I went into another world, I was like, what the hell is going to happen? What is this game? Like, I don't know. And then just that constant discovery and reward and the fact that the story was so good, I felt I was like watching like a proper series on t- on uh, on TV, like and a proper anime TV series. And it has... But I was playing it. Yeah. And that excitement was just driving me constantly. And I think I must have played it for about 10 hours the first time I booted up the game. Like, you know, I just could not stop. And it was more, like even the cycle, like then you go... And you do something cool, and I'm I'm saying to myself, man, what I just did there was pretty cool. But then Ryuji's messaging me, and he's like, man, that thing we do was really, really cool, wasn't it? I was like, it totally was! <laughs> like, I feel like I'm having a real conversation with a video game yeah, character, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he also thinks it's great what we did, you yeah, know? Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, when you're Spider-Man, you're flying around, you never get to just stop and be like, hey guys, I'm Spider-Man, isn't this fucking deadly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas in this game, you're doing superhero-like stuff, but then you're meeting up to talk about it and you're like, man, that was fucking cool. Should we keep this a secret? I think we should. You know, and like that excitement is just throughout the entire game. For me anyway, because I hadn't played the others, so I didn't know what was coming. Mm-hmm. And by the first, by the time the first dungeon was over, I was just like, this, this is the game now because like we, we beat the boss and like, surely this is going to end. And then my, my supporting team, we're all going out and we're getting like food and we're, we're eating ice cream. I'm like, yeah, we're celebrating. We beat the game. <laughs> but I was like, I heard this is a hundred plus hour game and I'm only about 10, 15 hours in. Yeah. So this can't be the end. And lo and behold, another situation presents itself. And I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> like, and it's, it's got such, you know, in, in the, the day-to-day school bit and spending time with your friends, which you have to choose all that kind of shit really yeah. wisely. It's got all the vibes of a really nice, like, you know, when you're, when you're walking to school and you've got like your, your, your bag on your back, exactly. whatever, it's got yeah. all the vibes of like a really good, like you know, an anime or a Studio Ghibli film. It's just, it's the atmosphere. You're, you're actually living the life, you know, yeah. like you go to sleep, you go to bed, you eat, you hang out with friends, you go to school just in the evenings you go into another world and fight monsters like, it's like it's like it's <laughs> and, like, like my change dream, people's you know? subconscious yeah. because i'm a massive fan of debt or uh, debt note and the big thing in debt note is the guy could like make anyone die you know whereas in this we go into their subconscious to make them a better person we kind of take away the evil yeah and you make mm. them a better person but it, just like in debt note the world slowly starts to find out that something's going on there's a group out there you know, kind of upsetting the balance, make, you know, like, are they good guys? Are they bad guys? And that whole time, me and, me the, and opening, the gang are just like, oh, look what we're doing. This is great. The opening to that game was great because the opening is the scene where you get caught and arrested, right? 
it's kind of like you're yes. so it opens and it's like it opens with a bang you're yeah. in the the second last palace with all arsene fully upgraded but loads of spells which is a bit of shame because arsene doesn't actually upgrade anything mm-hmm. so the game kind of lies lies to you there like you know they're like oh just hold on to arsene you'll get him back later better than ever and he's kind of false crap. That yeah. doesn't happen. <laughs> he's cracked very early like you know? he is but if you're like me i kept him for the whole game i just had to um but even during that sequence, like there's a fucking deadly cutscene, and then all the cops grab you, and then you're arrested, and then you're going through the whole game from the perspective of you in jail, just narrating the story mm, yeah. up to this point, you know. And it goes back anytime a new character is introduced, it's the prosecutor going, "Oh, so this is how you were first introduced to Maru, blah blah blah." Like, tell us more about her, and then it transitions Very, back again. Like, so mm. it's constantly going back and forth between you in jail and you. It's one of the like again. I had no idea why I was in jail. I had no idea what the hell was going on. I was just a school kid. That's what I mean. They have you on a hook. They really, there's so much mystery. Like it's like reading a a really good novel that has just a hundred different characters doing a hundred different things. You just don't know what anyone's doing, you know? Yeah. And again, Persona 5, not only was it a great story, but as you said, like that, that gameplay loop of just going into a dungeon and then hanging out with a friend to just you know sip coffee all day at a diner to in, improve your guts because it's pretty ballsy they just order coffee and they yeah, can't yeah, and yeah. i was like that is brilliant <laughs> yeah but just doing that improved your guts which would make you stronger when you went into the metaverse so hanging out doing ordinary things was was, it, was your grind you. yeah. was mm. the like the rpg grind of you fighting 100 monsters to get eric's limit break in persona 5 you go to a coffee shop and sip coffee have or, or play pool yeah. or just hang out and then you learn more abilities yeah and like that is so unique it was so cool it was such a clever design and i only got onto it i played the uh, persona 5 royal edition or royale edition during Mm. covid and it was such a nice because like one of the things i'd always love to do was actually go to tokyo and experience tokyo and the night lights and the neon and the rain and just play persona 5 and you have (laughs) you're walking around (laughs) shibuya yeah yeah but that's exactly it i was walking around this and be like oh the vibes of this place are so like regardless of um you know all the gameplay stuff and everything like that just the atmosphere the game creates at times oh yeah and and the music like it has that jazzy soundtrack and just anytime there's a loading screen little silhouettes go past of people like on the train or you walk whatever you're doing in that moment it'll show you a transition like a, a screen wipe like in star wars but with characters doing it's something. so stylish it's, it's so stylish even when you pause the game your character just puts his hand up and like like his fingers are where the, all the little icons are for like you know scrolling through your menu yeah so just pressing start is cool as shit you know? <laughs> <laughs> i just did that all the time you know? so that is just such a game that i would love to go back delete it all just so i can recapture those moments because there were hundreds yeah a fine a fine choice yeah i like it i'm surprised i i i think i'm going to mention one that i thought was going to be your one but we'll we'll get around to that maybe so i I only wanted to pick one because i was like i want to just give it a full full, of me just gushing about it because (laughs) it's just so good and i didn't even get to play royal the first time so if i really wanted to go back now i would delete it all and play royal Royal. there's (laughs) so much extra in Royal because i remember i played the start of the normal version um when it first came out 
and never touched Persona 5. I just it was one of those things that just got left in my library for ages. Then Royal Edition came out for like next to nothing. Yeah. And I bought that. And I remember the start of the game and I played the start of the game. And in the first like 10, 15 minutes, there's a new character like straight off the bat. I was like, okay, okay. Well, kind of. I'm about three quarters of the way through the game and she hasn't come back into it yet. Oh, well, let's see. <laughs> she's okay. there at the start. <laughs> but, like, I think her palace is last. Right. Because yeah. I'm already like pretty close to the end game. But I hear there's a, there's a, a, a kind of funny game this is a podcast I listen to and there's a guy uh, Barrett is his name he kind of produces the show you'd hear him on like the back mic sometimes but anytime they get into a conversation about Persona 5 he like you Craig is gushing yeah. about it like you know and was- maybe it wouldn't have the impact if I played 1, 2, 3 and 4 because I would have been a slow build mm. up to this you know the way like when a new Assassin's Creed or a new Call of Duty comes out you're just like okay they have a couple of new guns isn't that great whereas with this game I just went straight to the fifth game so I just got everything in one package like yeah. you know so sometimes i think that's the way let, let a game build up a couple of sequels let, let, let it cook and for a while once they figured yeah. it out you know yeah. your hogwarts legacy your cyberpunks now wait till game three game four and, and then get that shit, yeah you know? very good i'll uh, i'll jump through my one this my, my second one quite you know quick enough because i do want to give uh, a good bit of time to my third one uh but my second one that i'd love to play again for the very first time just because i love the game so much would be red dead redemption 2 Good choice. Second one. Very good choice. Um, I think there's something quite special about the story of that game. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a it is a true redemption story. I mean, John Marston in the first one, do I consider that a true redemption story? No. Nah, particularly. Nah. <laughs> but Arthur Morgan's redemption arc in this game is just one of the most heartbreaking yet lovely. Like, this guy fighting with his conscience throughout the entire game because he knows what he does is wrong mm-hmm. and he just he's always trying to find a way to write it it's uh, i just the characters in that that game the open world it's one of the most lived in open worlds i have ever played mm. like in yeah. terms of your traveling and it could be and it was this thing i love doing because you get on the horse for anybody who's played red, red dead redemption big open world one of the ways is traverses fast travel of course but you can get on a horse and just ride through the wild west essentially and i would always put it on a cinematic camera and just let it because yeah. you could just hold mm. that same thing. anytime I went to anywhere I just did Dude, that yeah. because just sometimes you got music that would kick in and other times you just come across like just crazy scenarios like people trying to rob you or like a police armored little cart that yeah. had money and it's being robbed and you can choose whether you want to rob it with the guys yeah, or do yeah. you want to help the police a little ambush or something yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and there was this um, for anybody who's played it there's a, an area in it where it's kind of like it's a swamp land and I remember playing through like just going on my horse through the, uh, in, the, in the dead of night and literally in the trees, seeing like torches and people with torches just running through the the bayou, like you know. And I was like, "What the fuck's going on here?" But there's a cannibal, like a cannibalistic group that. But it was so scary. Mm. I was playing it at like one in the morning, just being like, "Okay, I'll get to Saint Denis, and then I'll sell my wares, upgrade my gun, and then we're gonna call it a night." And you have to go through the bayou to get to Saint Denis. Mm. And I was like, "What is going on here?" But they ambush you, and they get into like you know, they knock you out, you get into like cutscenes and stuff, and you can end up you know awake somewhere else with all your shit robbed mm. i was like but it's there's so much in that game that is that i'd love to experience again for the first time yeah, like you, you you camp out with such a great group of misfits um that opening 10 hours is just oh, incredible yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah you're right and it's it's great because if you're a fan of the first game uh the the way i knew i was like okay they're going to play these characters right is that you're playing as arthur morgan nothing to do with john marston mm. and you realize that your character hates 
John Mars. <laughs> Rightly so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's part of the crew, and, yeah, he's yeah. Little, and he hates him. And that was for me. I was like, okay, interesting, interesting. But it's this this story of this guy just with this group of you know outlaws. But he never wanted the outlaw life. Doesn't want it now. Mm. But it's kind of all he knows. And he's trying his best. But he's kind of he's a killer. He's a murderer. He's just doing his best to get along. And even though he is like he's a bit of an asshole, like going around killing lots of people in that game. I still right up until the end I was like oh Arthur I just, just I wanted so I just wanted him. things to be okay for you and the worst part about that is is that when I started the game and I was playing as Arthur Morgan and Simon Don I was like I love this guy more and more there's no mention of Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption and I was like that's not a good sign no. you know <laughs> no. the fact that I the fact that in the first game I hunted down every other one of these people in my group well no I mean you only hunt down what two three like Javier and Dutch, 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 right? Yeah. And they're the only two. Is they the only two, are they? Uh, no, and the crazy fella who's always a loose cannon right from the get-go. I can't remember his name. Bill. Oh, Bill. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But all yeah. the others, uh, you don't. But, but uh, Is there mention of them at all, or are they all brand new characters? Um, there's only mention of those three in Red Dead oh, okay. Redemption. Yeah, None of the others are mentioned. Uh, and granted, most of them do. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <So> that's, <laughs> it's so hard to kind of... When you, when you start to think about it, I was like, uh, they never mentioned... Sadie, they never mentioned. Uh, is, is it Javier? What's the the Native American? Letty, the, is that him? I think it's uh, Letty. Uh, there's Lenny, who you go and save from the. <laughs> you go out drinking with in that uh, early that's quest. Such a good mission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the photo <laughs> is such. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, like, it's, but it has such such excellent moments. But what I what I loved experience experiencing about that game, and it, it's for me. I know a lot of people complain about Rockstar that they didn't deliver for like online content for Red Dead Redemption Two. It's but, such a good solo player game. Uh, and yeah. I should only yeah. read it. I mean, that's all it needs to be. Yeah. I mean, that we, you, me, uh, Graham, and our, uh, for Kieran, Andrew, we did a great, like, online. The four of us had our own little oh, yeah, posse that was, going. That was great. And that was grateful, but there wasn't a huge amount to do. But, like, hats off to the development team because there were parts we'd finish a mission. And if you're a gamer, you're like, hop on to the next thing. I, I'm not going to spend any time right now where I am in the camp. I'm going to go off and do the next thing. But there was missions that you'd finish. And if you just hung around the camp, people would start drinking and have a sing song and have a get together, tell Camps stories. Were the best parts of yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you never had to experience any of that. Yeah. And there was so much effort. So much municipal dialogue yeah. that nobody will ever hear because you can't be everywhere at once. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like that kind of stuff was incredible. And like experiencing like some of these characters for the first time, some of the missions, like that first train mission as well, where it's like, so cool. cool. Like, there's so much of that game. I'd love to just, you know, start it up again, not know anything about it. That and being it up. said, as great as the game was, eventually the combat just gets so crap. Yeah, it does get too same. easy. Yeah. And then there's just wave after wave of battle. Like eventually there's just, every mission is just you against 200 men. Yeah. And you can take them down, no problem, you know, which is my ma- biggest gripe with the first game and how John Marsden goes down is that, you know, you're fighting wave after wave a bad guy. And I was like, this is fucking easy. I'm just <laughs> obliterating them. They could send a thousand men and I would destroy them, no problem. Yeah. Because the combat is just so simple. Like it auto locks on and everything. So it's just well, like, you can So you can turn um, some of those things off. So the auto lock on, I turned off as you well. You could, to but make the, it a bit more the game isn't going to give you fewer bad guys no. to, to deal no, with no, then, no. you know? So, so it's, no, but, but at least then it's kind of, it, there's a bit of a challenge involved in it. Because I remember playing through it and I probably got halfway through the game and I was like, this is, this is stupid. Like in terms of, of you just hold aim and you're yeah. already locked on yeah. to someone and then release aim and hold aim again and you're locked yeah. on to someone too easy but uh no i think that was probably and i love open world games and i'm playing like horizon forbidden west which is a beautiful open world game but there is no game that exists i don't think today that felt as lived in as the open world of red dead redemption yeah. 2 
stuff happened everywhere you went all the time it was just full of life and i would love to experience that from zero again that was was unbelievable yeah that's a that's a good choice yeah i, I probably agree with that one now if yeah. the combat was any good <laughs> but like, I, I, like i've been thinking of going back and just replaying the game and a part of me that doesn't is just like the combat's like, a combat yeah, i yeah. just especially like do you know i think once you go to that like island to look for javier do you know that the kind of end near yes. enough yeah, the end game. Yeah, yeah. by then i just didn't care anymore yeah. you know like there was just too many missions of just so i'm just keep I'm shooting guys 100 with you on that and i think if it was any other game i probably would have stopped playing but the story the narrative yeah. of that game had me hooked so much to be like yeah you know and, and as, as time went on like you know dutch got crazier and crazier and arthur was like wow what i'm gonna how do i Stop this! Guy. And yeah. everybody else in the camp, this guy down. everybody else in the camp expected you to be the one to calm Dutch down. So you were in this real predicament of Arthur Morgan's being like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like you know, he's just, he's just a kind of like a guy who's not the smartest dude and just wants to be good and he mm. just can't. Like yeah. you know, so good, so good. Andrew, um, well, you, I, I love you're going to do a quick one on that one, and we'll move, you move on to your, your third one. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to get my third one quick. This could I, be a long episode, fellas. See, just I, get it over and done with. That's. I will I also do a, a quick run in for this one because I do want to talk about the other one more. But uh, the original Metal Gear Solid. Wow, oh, very yeah. good. Okay, didn't think of that. Because that was like that. The story and that again was for the time. I mean, it was incredible. Um, and there's so many things in that game that just blew me away like psychomantis and pulling out the controller out of the playstation all that kind of stuff that just you'd never seen in a video game before it's quite clever one of the things that only dawned on me recently because we we on one of the post shows craig were picking a cast for metal gear solid or at least i picked a cast yeah, and you exactly. guys rated it yeah. um i don't think i did too well but we'll, we'll no you, you know. did that was really some of your choices <laughs> were excellent thank like. you thank you thank you if you want to listen to that you should get onto our patreon.com forward slash the gift yeah, don't reveal a single answer right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you want that content you gotta come and see it um but uh thinking of that reminded me of that scene I, I can't remember where it is but you come into a small little cave system and there's loads of um wolves hmm. but if you have a sniper wolf's handkerchief with yep. her scent on it the they love you well, yeah. they just have little love hearts. And it's like, for a PlayStation 1 game with all these little tidbits, was amazing. Yeah, with the level of intelligence, the level of thought that went into the game. As well. And like that, as I say, with one of the things, like Psychomantis reading your every move, you can't hit him. But then the, the screen kicks out, and the idea is you pull out the control and put it in port 2, so he's still trying to read port 1. So you just fucked his brain by going through a completely different port mm -hmm. in your PlayStation. It was like, that is what? That is classic. It, it's a such a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic Kojima right there. Yeah. Just fucks with the system. The, the yeah, wall, like, yeah. Right I was away. like, what mm -hmm. in the hell is this going? But yeah, like the, that game, like the story for that was incredible. Um, and like the, between liquid and solid kind of thing, the the, the backstory, I realize you don't get more of that until you get further into like the two and three and four and you get start, you start mm -hmm. to you understand don't need more. The, you don't need any of that. It's, no. it's all two and four it, for me don't exist the la la lu la lo ridiculous yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I know I'm going to get super this but I loved four I thought it was fantastic it went on Shut there was game. far too many cutscenes but some of the that's because he just dug himself a grave and didn't know what to do yeah like, oh god, like, oh god, what the do? story doesn't make any sense I don't know what I'm doing I'm just going to throw fucking ninjas at the wall but like, I know and again I know I've, I'm very sure what your both opinions are of this but the last fight between Solid and Liquid where they're injecting their, each other at that stage again to I don't like going. that either no I, I love that, that. <laughs> I thought <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love how much you hate it. I mean, I, I'd i be like you know, somewhere in between. I love that you got to fight again. But like, uh, I remember watching that game and it is like, uh, towards the end, it's pretty much torture porn. <laughs> but no, you, let me just back up why I hate that. Because you're going on about that, that specific fight. And in that specific fight, it's solid versus liquid. 
although gradually he starts to fade into becoming Ocelot again, mm. you know, and then eventually it's just Solid Snake, an old man snake fighting old Ocelot. Yeah. And then Ocelot dies and Liquid was never there ever. So all the previous games where Liquid was like, brother, it's me and I'm back and this and this a twist. That was all nonsense. Yeah. And none of that actually happened. And I'm just like, okay, they did the Les Enfants Terrible project to make the best soldiers. Yeah, all they have to do is just hypnotize you, and it's that fucking simple, because he believed he was liquid, and therefore could do all Liquid's abilities through simple fucking hypnosis. (laughs) Craig, just don't pay attention to the story, okay? Pay attention to the story uh, as it happens, but don't dive into it. But uh, as you said, you were talking about (laughs) the original one, one, which I think... Sorry, we should stay on that. No more. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I I, I derailed there. No, like it had some of the best bosses. It had Psychomantis, it had Sniper Wolf, as you mentioned before, it had Vulcan Raven. Like they were great. And then... They were an event. Each one was a different fight a different thing you had to do which was <laughs> a different great. Fight. well i mean yeah, but, yeah they had and different then, powers you know yeah. with the, the vulcan m- machine gun even the tank and then the sniper battle was pretty cool yeah, yeah. and then was it the uh Dika octopus who was already he's dead. the only one you didn't fight yeah because yeah. he was already dead, already dead. Yeah. <laughs> which is a real shame Jesus, like. i forgot about that yeah because <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that was back in the day when like you had the magazine and when you or sorry not the magazine the the booklet that came with the game yeah, yeah. and when you opened that up it showed the like six bosses it was just like liquid snake falcon raven revolver oscillate and then decoy octopus and you're like oh fuck i don't want to meet him they're just like oh yeah octopus died at the start yeah yeah it's like what well, I was saying, no, it's just, again, like, the the stealth aspect to it was fantastic. Uh, huh. Whose footprints are these? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just I, I didn't expect that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they see my footprints? Wow. Yeah, it was introduced a whole lot of new Yeah, I mean, things. like, the stuff that came across, like, the, the stealth aspect of it was something you hadn't really seen in games before. Um, the, the interaction between all the different characters and it was incredible. Um, and it's just, yeah, it was just one that's always stuck me. It was like, I'd love to, like, I cannot play it now. I cannot go back to play it because... Like, I know the whole thing, or I think I know the whole thing anyway, but I'd have to have a mind wipe to be able to play that game again because I couldn't play it knowing what I know going into it now. I suppose. I, I remember nearly every line of dialogue. In the yeah. Game. So good. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That and of Twin Snakes. And if I was going back to play it again, I'd recommend you get that GameCube version just for the... The cutscenes. The upgrade the, yeah, in the yeah. anime cutscenes. Like, Grey Fox versus Solid Snake is just such an awesome fight. It has no reason. To, a, a gun versus a sword should never be a good fight. But it, it was great. somehow it was is a really good fight. fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, Craig, you had, you said you had a second one, or are you just happy to leave it on Persona? Oh, uh, no. Um, I was, I was going to say, like, you know, if I really, really wanted to get that excitement back, then Smash Brothers Ultimate and Final Fantasy VII Remake, Remake. Yeah. would have been on the list, but I need that information in my brain, so I couldn't make those, mm-hmm. those decisions. But those are two of the games that... I would love to go back and have that feeling again. Yeah. Just because other than Persona 5 Remake and Smash Brothers Ultimate made me feel like a kid again. So yeah. much so that I was like looking forward. I was going to bed late and getting up early just so I could play longer, you know, yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So it would be, those are the three. And again, in recent years. Yeah. Because <laughs> old games do not excite me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could totally get that. Like I said, in, and I picked Kingdom Hearts 1 as a 2000. 2000 game or whatever just because of like that was the child of me that started a whole love for a series that is you know not 
amazing but i mm. think it's amazing mm. but uh i think uh remake final fantasy 7 remake part one was the last one on my list and um all I'm, all i will say about it is because we'll we you know i'm sure in the up when we get close and closer to remake part two we'll probably do a deep dive into final yeah. fantasy so i won't hit on it too much but final fantasy 7's music in the original game was something i thought could never be improved on the game improved on it, it remake improved much, on yeah. it. the characters i didn't think well, I mean, definitely could have been improved on because of the technology and everything like that. But I was like, now nah, this is the characters. That's how they set in my mind. They improved on that. Mm-hmm. There's certain levels, certain places uh, that I loved. They just turned it into these, like the slums, Sector 7 slums. When you when you first walk into the Sector 7 slums with yeah. the world map music and you can see the plates above you. If Barrett runs off yeah. going, Marlene, I'm going to get you. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, are, they know they're hitting you in the fields and All they're timing time, yeah. it to perfection. Yes. And it's that thing where I played seven on the PlayStation mm. 1 and thought I knew what places looked like and what they, but when you play the remake and, and you see everything, just, it's just the plates thing as well. And this, and it's a, it's a silly, silly quest, but there's a bit where you have to turn off these lights on the bottom part of the plates above the slums. Mm. And you, you know, they, you end up finding out that, that that's the light, like the sunlight in yeah. inverted commas for the slums. And I was like, this place is so fucked up. And you mm-hmm. don't, sometimes that never translates in the original Final Fantasy VII, but everything that was in Remake was an improvement. I don't think anything was taken away from that series. Uh, Apart from the end, the end of the game, which is stupid. You know, the combat as well, if you want your turn base, like it's a different game. Like that's an RPG. This is very much an action adventure. I'd like to say as well, just the fact that you're saying the things they added, the court thing, the honeybee in, that one room that you can walk into. Oh, with all the men in their speed. <laughs> Wait, you wanted that back, did you? No, I was like, I saw this, like, oh, they tell me this hasn't been added back in. And of course, that was added back oh, in. Yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't miss it. They this, couldn't not no. put that in, yeah. But as you said, like, the combat is, I think, one of some of the most fun, or probably the f- most fun combat system in any game that I've played. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Just the cinematics of it the all. The slowdown. Anytime you went to your menu and everything was just going in, like, yeah, super it was slow, slow motion. I was yeah. like, you could just go into that mode during a fight and just watch it like endlessly yeah. i was like it was nah. the only game so like i'd play games back when we were younger let's say Final fantasy VIII, which is how i miss kevin brandon from new zealand and luke of course luke is always on the so podcast you can't delete that game you'd, no. you'd lose no, no, all no. your friends there's <laughs> all my friends they wouldn't even, i wouldn't even be here mm-hmm. uh, but they're you know in terms of i we would go home and play that game and we'd come into school every day and talk about it so much and Final fantasy 7 remake part one really brought that back to me kevin was living in new zealand so he would have woken up just as i would be going to bed and every time i'd go because it was covid it was locked mm. down i'd go for a stroll at night and i'd give kev a buzz and i'd we were kind of always at the same part of the game so i'd always would always talk up to the right up to the point of the person who'd gotten the least furthest in it and we were mm. always very kind of in around the same spot but I would go, I'd think, oh, I'll go out for a 10, 15 minute walk and talk to Kev. Two hours later, I'm walking into my front door and we've just <laughs> been gushing about what's just happened. Like, you know, and I think there's no, and that's when I think of remakes and we, we said we, we might talk at some point in the podcast about the difference between remakes and remasters. That is the perfect example of what a remake should be. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's because of that game now that I don't think any game ever will get another 10 out of 10 in terms of music for me you know i will always now rank it again that's lower the comparison because that's, that's now your new benchmark that's yeah. the and it is unbeatable yeah. you know yeah. like that level of just fucking getting massive choirs for every single song for which there are hundreds yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and variations of loads of ones like i went to, i went to see uh me and graham went over to london to see the uh distant worlds orchestra play 
Final Fantasy VII Remake Part One music, mm. and they opened, and like the moment they opened, I actually felt myself welling up. I was like, <laughs> "This music is like it's, yeah. but it's it's incredible game music, but it's really important music as well yeah. in terms of for what you know what game music." could be and could become mm. it's huge like Nobuo Matsu is he's fucking huge and he's huge for a reason he makes video game music you know oh, and insanely good video game music oh, some that. of the best stuff I've ever listened to mm. in my life and like some yeah. of the one of the things I was worried about was new music coming into this game and there's one of my favourite bits in the game that never even existed in the original one is you climb the, the wall to get into to get out of the slums essentially mm. you know and you fight kind of weird robots, but this this is boss music when you're fighting this big robot thing, and it's it's hugely up tempo, and like, you kind of feel like everything's on the line, like you really have to hurry up and mm. beat this guy. It's 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 a, it's a new Final Fantasy tune, one that was never made before, and I was like, this slaps, like yeah. this yeah, is yeah. so good, you know, Fantastic. everything is so good. But that's, I'll I'll stop remake that because we have yeah, to do it yeah. Final Fantasy Seventeen yeah. time, and I'm going too far in it. Uh, Andrew, we shall finish off with your last. Um, yeah, my last one show. is a bit weird, I'll give it that now, but it's something that I really enjoy playing through. Uh, Tekken 7. You want your mind wipe to play Tekken 7? Yes. I'll tell you why, because I played, I know Tekken isn't really what you call a story-driven game, especially when you look at the likes of, say, anything from 3, on, 3 4, 5, and 6. Story- I'm, so, I'm so interested in this because me and Graham just played through 7 together, so yeah. I'm well upon the story. Yeah, but that's the thing is like when you first, like, because I played, I remember playing Tekken 1 um, when I came out of the PlayStation, and that was, and I think, uh, from my Mark, same guy I played uh, Final Fantasy 7 with, um, got that. And I thought it was cool for the thing because it was a, a fighting game, but with a story, inverted commas there. Um, but it's like Hachi basically throws his son Kazuya off the, into the volcano to see if he's worthy of, you know, following on the Mishima name kind of stuff. It's flitched to Tekken 2, Kazuya's back, he's beating Hachi, he's taking over the Mishima, Saibatsu. Um, thing and then Tekken 3 that was when like Tekken 4 got brought into it that's Hayachi's you know I'm gonna help keep the world safe and all this kind of stuff for this and then it kind of lost its way a while there you had the whole uh Kazuya and Yun Yin's mother and the story there and then there was Hayachi and his wife that you heard very little about and trying to figure out why the family was so uh, people might need to check out the Wikipedia for all this if they want to keep up to date yeah, yeah this I'm, is a, I'm sorry this is a fast forward through I, Tekken I, I, history I, right I have there. no idea through Tekken um <laughs> But no, I, I always, <laughs> <laughs> like, always love the, the story behind it. I'd call me weird for that, but I mean, it was always something that I, I enjoyed. And then Tekken 7 was pegged as, you know, it's going to end the story. This is going to be the, the we'll, we'll clear everything out kind of thing. And I just love to, to when you're playing through it, because you realize that like Hihachi throughout the whole thing is pegged as this absolute dick who was just out to like murder his son, his grandson, actually had honorable reasons for doing it kind of thing. after his wife turned on him and uh, Kazuya hated Hayachi because he thought he killed Kazuya's mum turns out Kazuya's mum actually tried to kill Hayachi um she was from a, like a rival clan that was out to murder him to destroy the devil gene that Hayachi never had in the first place um and it went into a huge thing and it's like it was genuinely emotional watching the last fight then um, but didn't he just, kill like the hundreds of people throughout the games. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, feel, yeah. Do you feel bad from just because? I, I mean, like <laughs> I played through it recently, and I didn't feel bad for Hihachi, but I have to say, it. I never liked him as a character. I never picked him. Uh, I was like, ah, he's pretty. Boring, His hair is whatever. too outrageous. He is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's not. The, <laughs> he's, Phoenix. Yeah, he's not the most outrageous <laughs> of them all. But uh, no, it was a. I will give you that. To to a point. To a point. To I a point. Yeah. Because it, it wraps up the story nicely, and it, it's got me very pumped for Tekken Eight, which would be released. So it doesn't soon. wrap up the story. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't end like. Well, I mean, a character dies in it or whatever else, which is quite a surprising move for Tekken because people just keep coming back every game. But 
what I can't get past in terms of because I've played through the story and Craig, you get these cutscenes <laughs> right in this game. I guess they realized that the story itself wasn't translating well enough through the actual game and through the cutscenes. But surely, like the story is different depending on who beats the game. No, no. So you can so there's so there's a campaign mode where you're yeah. forced to play certain uh, characters, okay, and then every character has their own arcade mode. Yeah. So in the campaign mode is where you have the story, but the, it. It very clearly wasn't translating properly in terms of, okay, we're moving too fast here or whatever. So they introduced this <laughs> thing, and it's the most fucking stupid thing in a game ever. They've got this dude who narrates it, and he's a journalist. And it's the, man, like, they, they're blowing up buildings, right? And this journalist is like, I just had to find out what Hihachi was up to. Yeah, right. he's <laughs> that got, like, part of it was abominable. The worst voice, the yeah. most boring it sounds guy like ever. Resident Evil 1 and 2. He, he was, oh, boring. it was like... It's like voice acting went back, like, 20 years for video games, because it is that, uh, and it's so funny because... Because you'd, you'd watch a scene whereby a whole building was blown up and, and Kazi has taken over the family name and it's a big deal. And he's like, I wondered what was going to happen next. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing. So I'm surprised. Like, I know this the story in its, uh, in its essence is yeah. good. It is delivered in such a yeah. fucking So what's the way. reason for the mind wipe? Huh? But because I loved that story and I, I know as darren's clearly here not as as pumped for as i was <laughs> having played tekken for like because we played tekken together for years kind of thing um but no i just i loved the the whole backstory originally because it was the whole like the family feud that was going on kind of thing whereas the, the dad is trying to kill the son who's trying to kill his son who's then the son the grandson's then trying to kill the dad and i had you hooked all the time like it was because like, when it first when the first tekken came out it was a a little story hidden behind a fighting game, which I thought was quite cool. Very much so, because my, my favorite character's storyline is just him trying to keep his uh, Chinese restaurant open and then he doesn't go broke. <laughs> nice. So the game is really weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's Yoshimitsu and is uh, part of the clan, but he's also got this weird doctor following him around kind of thing. It's yeah, it's, so I, I mean, I'll, I'll let you... Well, I mean, it's your choice. You, you're a free country. You can no, we can tell him he's full of shit. <laughs> like, you know? and, like, I can't believe that's what we're going to end on. Like, you know, of all the crazy games you play, like, and you're just like... Take this, this Tekken game, seven. which has yeah. a bare bones story that nobody cares about. And like the only... Well, here, if I had a picked one that, you know, I think you'd get... No, we can get it's this. We I'm angry regardless. Craig, <laughs> I, I have to thank him. It's content. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, you know? At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's content. But that's it. It's like it's, it just it was one of those, for me anyway. I know as I said, Tekken Eight, it, it continues on kind of thing, and it, it will continue on with the way it goes. But for me, it very nicely and very properly squared away the entire story that it was trying desperately to kind of stick to throughout the games. Like it had the first two it games, just, it just made, didn't do it well. It, it didn't. Well, it didn't no. do it very well. Yeah. If you but have was, to, if you have to input like, which is clearly like an afterthought, like, <laughs> like a journalist telling you the story, yeah. it would like the worst. Voice it's just actor narration that, because they the don't narration. have the budget to show you what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, I think yeah. the narration was based on the, the thing that you know maybe not everybody this would have been this might have been the first game for a lot and kind of play kind of thing. And I don't know if it was a hope to you know. We'll bring this in and try and fill in the blanks. You're right. It was terrible. It I, was no, abysmal voice acting. What I, what I will give you is that it has made me very excited to play Tekken 8 from a narrative perspective mm. because it is, I think, the most story-driven of all the Tekkens. It's the only one with a with a campaign mode, per se. All the others are arcade well, modes, really. Well, one of them had a... There was a Tekken, Tekken Force. And, and then the, your man, was it... Um, I can never remember his name. The... The cousin, Lars. The co- Lars, yeah. Fucking the, stupid. Yeah, he had a... Is that Craig, <laughs> Tekken's a great fighting game. Like, Smash will always be my favorite, but Tekken's a very, very, very close second. But it's fucking stupid. It's a stupid game with <laughs> stupid storylines. But the fighting aspect is unbelievable. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, thanks for that, Andrew. We're just going <laughs> to... Well, wait a minute. So here's me thinking about all the consequences that a mind wipe would have on me and shit like that. And you're just like, Tekken 7. But you're not taking this a little never, bit seriously. I never said to you, right, that your mind would be wiped. Know, but that... Darren, you can talk about Kingdom Hearts any day of the week. Yeah, that's But true. to actually like, go and like, think, what would happen if my mind was erased and then I played the game, you know? And I don't think either of you no. two <laughs> did your homework on this one. <laughs> and I'm you, pretty disappointed looked, in both of you. <laughs> I think you look far too deep in it. This is a case of if you could play a game again from scratch, your addition of the whole... No, your mind was wiped. My entire brain I mean, was you wiped. You know what in, goes with that. In Craig's defense, the episode is going to be called Mind Wipe. So, yeah, yeah, I guess. You I can guess. name whatever you want. Like, yeah. you just <laughs> prove me wrong on here. Like. <laughs> Craig is an idiot. Is Edit out this. episode. <laughs> Well, guys, this has been another episode of the Gift of Game podcast. And before we leave, I'm just going to go through a quick little bit of housekeeping for you. Because after this show, I'm going to ask Craig and Andrew the question in our post show. Would they have saved Ellie from The Last of Us Part 1? Oh, one? that's the one. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your thinking caps on, fellas. Dang. And if you want to hear that kind of stuff, you need to go on to patreon.com forward slash the gift of gaming and sign up to our tier. It's as much as a coffee a month. That's, that's how cheap it is. And for, for, I would say, really, really good content. Right, fellas? Sure. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys didn't stick to the assignment so I don't know <laughs> thanks for it you're already selling the podcast here uh, yeah if you like that uh, you want to get involved with the conversation you can uh, hit us up uh, on email at thegiftofgamingpodcast at gmail.com uh, Andrew and Craig it's a pleasure as always thank you guys very much for having on the so show thank you guys and to our listeners keep enjoying the gift that is gaming peace out Bye.